so this is anki part 20 and uh, let's talk about the first card which says stool osmolar gap of more than equal to 125 milliosmol per kg which type of diarrhea occurs so in such case it is osmotic diarrhea now let's talk about the difference between osmotic and secretory diarrhea so osmotic diarrhea what are the causes of osmotic diarrhea it is because of non-absorbed osmotically active solute inhibiting water resorption so since there is non-absorbed osmotically active solu uh, solute which inhibits wa water resorption. That's why it is leading to diarrhea. Next one is secreted diarrhea where secretions of the electrolytes and water into the intestine is the cause of diarrhea. Moving on to the next thing which is the stool contains. So in case of osmotic diarrhea there is mainly water but in case of secreted diarrhea there are both water and electrolytes. Another one is solute osmolar osmolality so in osmotic diarrhea the uh, osmolality is low but uh, in case of secreted diarrhea the osmolality is high remember it is osmolality not osmolarity because obviously in osmotic diarrhea osmolarity is high okay moving further in case of uh, like yeah if you see the difference between the osmolarity then in osmotic diarrhea it is less than equals to 50 and in secretory it is more than equal to 125. Moving on to whether osmotic diarrhea is affected by fasting or at night. So there will be no osmotic diarrhea during fasting or at night but secretory diarrhea persists even during fasting and at night. What are the causes of osmotic diarrhea? So osmotic diarrhea can be because of lactose intolerance, because of laxatives such as lactose and polyethylene glycol so if someone had uh, lactose intolerance it is osmotic diarrhea or if someone is using lactulose or ethylene glycol polyethylene glycol then auto it is osmotic diarrhea moving on to the causes of secretory diarrhea which includes vibrocolary infection cystic fibrosis vipoma carcinite syndrome bile acid that is post-surgical laxative like senna and bisacodyl next one is the chemotherapy related diarrhea so what are the osmotic uh, causes of secretory diarrhea so the causes of secretory diarrhea one more time i'm gonna repeat vibriocholary infection cystic fibrosis vipoma carcinoid syndrome bile acid which is post-surgical laxative like senna and bisacodyl chemotherapy related diarrhea now let's talk about stool osmolar gap okay so how do we calculate this stool osmolar gap uh, I guess I biomistically said that the stool osmolar gap in case of uh, osmotic diarrhea is uh, low because it is more than 125 and in case of secreted diarrhea it is low okay because it is less than 50 so in osmotic diarrhea it is high more than 125 and in secreted diarrhea it is less than 50 and in intermediate cases it is from 50 to 125 how do we calculate we calculate it by calculating the amount of stool sodium and stool potassium. We add them and we multiply it by 2 and then we subtract this whole value from 290. So 290 minus 2 into sodium plus potassium concentration of stool is the formula for calculation of the stool osmolar gap. Okay, now the next card says dash stroke on the CT scan when present with bright hyperdense region and dash stroke on CT scan can present with hyperdense region but this is light this is dark okay so bright hypodense lesion was seen in case of ischemic stroke and dark hyperdense lesion is seen in hemorrhagic stroke 
so ischemic stroke like there is less blood flow and therefore there is hypodense lesion and uh, in case of hemorrhagic stroke there is excessive blood and there will be hypertense lesion yeah so for more uh, like understanding this concept and getting proper information about it you just google few pictures of ischemic and hemorrhagic stroke and we'll you'll be good to go now most common pathogen involved in case of cellulitis so it is gram positive skin floria which includes the staph aureus also staph epidermidis candida all these can cause the cellulitis classic triad of acute opioid poisoning so what is the classic triad of acute opioid intoxication it is the ultimate status respiratory depression and meiosis so you'll have a pinpoint pupil the respiratory depression will be there like you must check the respiratory rate carefully because so many times we just miss that it is mainly our, mainly our focus is on the heart rate and the blood pressure and other things but one must focus on respiratory rate as well if it is less then there are chances of acute opioid intoxication also the patient will be presenting with altered mental status how are you going to manage a case of acute opioid intoxication immediately give ad naloxone so administer naloxone immediately now how are you going to manage a case of ganglion cyst so we don't have to do anything it's just observation is the treatment we just observe the patient if there is any kind of changes any kind of uh, uh, infiltration inside that cyst like pus accumulating such type of things now dash adrenal insufficiency is associated with atrophy of zona fasciculata that is the cortisol and zona reticularis that is the sex corticoid so it is the secondary adrenal insufficiency where you see there is atrophy of zona fasciculata which is the which is producing cortisol and zona reticularis which produces sex corticoid and ultimately there will be the symptoms associated with low cortisol level and also the low sex corticoid yeah moving on to the adrenocorticoid structure and functions so there are principally three hormones angiotensin 2 acth okay and and there are three layers that is zona glomerulosa fasciculata and reticularis and then there is this adrenal medulla so glomerulosa releases aldosterone fasciculata releases cortisol and reticularis releases androgens now the main effect of aldosterone is to increase the blood volume by absorbing the sodium and water next function of cortisol is to increase the vascular tone and increase the blood glucose level and the androgen is for libido and pubic hairs in women so this is the overall functions of adrenal gland yeah and uh, remember that uh, zona glomerulosa that is aldosterone remains intact in case of secondary adrenal insufficiency only cortisol and sex corticoid are getting low because of atrophy of fasciculata and reticularis there is no effect on glomerulosa therefore aldosterone is still intact and blood volume is still okay yeah so that's it for this lecture thank you so much for listening